0: Hi Shri, how
1: are you doing today? Hi Sunura, good, good, how are you?
0: I'm good, and guess who we have today? We have somebody from my city, uh, Delhi, and I'm very excited to have Gurvinder here. Satsriya Kal Gurvinder, Kedah.
2: are you? Ah, Satriya Kal Ji, Baigur Ji Ka Sa, Ji Ki Fateh,
1: thanks for having me here, Sinora. hi Jai Shri. Hello Satsriya Kal uh, Gurvinder, very happy to have you on our show today. Likewise, to be here and to see both of you smiling during a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, yeah,
0: that's that's our weekend. that's how our weekend looks like these days.
1: <laughs> where are you, Gurwinder? It's snowing so beautifully there it's It's amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's opposite of where I am. I'm in Delhi. It's too hot here, and just to at least make me feel good, I'll use this background feeling uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well,
0: sending that right vibes, sending that vibes to the universe, please, up to it a little Kind of thing.
2: As yeah. <laughs> 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 the is The bridge is too hot here. Yeah, I know, I know.
0: But yeah, thank you so much for coming to our show. And uh, we are really delighted to have you. Uh, So why don't you, uh, why don't you start with a small introduction of yourself and let the viewers know uh, who you are, where you're working, uh, what is your passion looks like in Agile, and everything about you.
2: Sure. I'm Gurvinder Singh. I'm carrying uh, over 15 plus years of uh, diverse work experience. I have been uh, into many roles, starting as Java developer and then moving to PLC code developer database administrator of Oracle and MySQL for the majority of my tenure where I've been known for my troubleshooting and performance tuning skills, uh, because of which I worked on stability of DB2 and uh, also worked on NoSQL technologies like NeoForge and Cassandra. I have worked on uh, automation uh, using Ansible, Python, and Shell, and then my journey into actual agile practitioners started as a scrum master. I also call myself accidental Scrum Master because at that time, it was too new. I was not aware about what exactly is a Scrum Mastery. Uh, and ever since, I have played different roles. Started with the Scrum Master to chapter leader, tribe coach, group coach. And I continue to work on latest technologies like cloud, cyber security, using DevOps and other best industry practices while applying Scrum, Kanban, Lean, design thinking, system thinking, and scaled agile. Uh, I feel blessed that I'm... Uh, of mckenzie from last 10 years i've been part of mckenzie and uh, uh, it gave me opportunity to explore myself and grow while growing the firm Uh, my mckenzie journey story is also published on the firm website in case you wish to read Uh, apart from work uh, i'm involved in social charity work in different areas both on personal front and from the firm Uh, last year i also won changemaker award for my contribution to the community and bringing inclusivity uh, and coming from a Punjabi background, I have a small group of passionate people within the firm with whom I perform Bhangra, that's a Punjabi folk oh, yeah. dance form. And uh, I enjoy movies like Avengers and Harry Potter.
0: That is amazing. You have yeah. such diverse experience. It's so nice to hear. And the entire journey, it looks like you have a lot to talk about. but. I think uh, we have to concentrate our thoughts today on the topic of our agile uh, world, indeed. That is estimation. So, and the the funny thing about estimation is, everyone is doing it. Everyone is not doing it, and everyone is doing so differently. And everyone has such different notions around it. So, it's 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 one of those topics when I. So it was funny when I connected with you and we talked about this and this looked like a very basic topic, like you know, estimation, everyone's topic, talking about it or something. And then we realized, okay, this is the most misunderstood topic as well. Like, you know, however much we talk about it, it's never enough. Like everyone has a very different view around it. So I think uh, let's start with, uh, with with the topic. So why don't we talk, uh, like, why don't you tell us your experience with estimation? What has that has been like?
2: See, my journey started with estimation in a wrong way. I was at a very initial stage and I thought, let's push the team to do relative estimation and they'll be successful. And I learned lesson in a very hard way. And that's why I call it relative estimation is a very controversial topic. Within our own community, there is a chunk of people who thinks this doesn't work at all. And there's also in people who say that, I don't know how it works, but somewhere it is not the way the book prescribes and very less people I have seen who really feels, oh, really it works and how it works. And I am I feel myself very lucky that I have come to the third stage somehow uh, within a, a very hard way. But the journey has been uh, very different because I learned it's not about the concept. In Scrum, in our own Agile, if you see, it's beyond concept. It's about how you apply those concepts. When do you apply those concepts? And our role is to create a platform or the environment where when and how to apply the concept. Because if you don't create it, then the exception acceptance is very low. And for that, people should pull these concepts, not you push those concepts. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's
0: very true.
1: Absolutely. So since we're talking about it, um, I think there's something which is about absolute estimation. So what do you think? How is that playing a role uh, in your projects? and? Uh, what are your thoughts around that?
2: Very good question. My journey started with absolute estimation. Someone in the team challenged me that, okay, we are doing relative estimation, but I need to present some prediction when we are delivering. So let's do ours to get to this data and deliver it. So this way, I'm supporting relative estimation, but you know, in practical, this doesn't work. So tell me somehow that either we start relative estimation where we put one story point as four hours, three as eight hours. And that is the discussion which made me think actually that, oh, is it same? And that is what I, I think the gold conversation is that absolute estimation never works. If you see people coming from traditional project management, that was a time when people used to do estimation that how many man hours will be done to complete a project. And who used to do it? Someone who is very senior, who is not going to perform it. And at the end, when it was failing, people used to say, oh, you were experienced. What did you miss? And team member used to say that it's your fault. You never consulted me. These were so many challenges involved. So what used to eventually happen? These estimates were of no use. People used to blame each other because if you see Jayshree, Fact of the matter is, your one hour is not equal to my one hour. Your way is different than mine. So how can your five hours of estimation of something can be same with me? I may take 10 hours. I may take one hour. And that is what the bottom line is. Absolute estimation never works. But story point does. Because we can come to a mutual agreement that, okay, three story points. Okay, we have understood about complexity, efforts, uncertainty. So Okay, I'm fine with three. Let's not call it one or five. That's fine, and that is where we are more in a mode of let's do it than to spend time about how much time is taken.
1: Absolutely, I think one of the one of the biggest challenges that most of the projects face is estimation, where people overcommit without really you know thinking through, and when it falls apart, there's all kind of blame game that happens. So uh, I think that's that's some great points uh, there, Gurvinder.
0: So why don't we uh, talk about this? Why do we need relative estimation, or any any uh, thoughts that you want to provide around how do we move towards relative estimation? Because it's it's like a lot of people do not even understand the biblical series or the story pointing, how do they connect with that. So how do you uh, how do you make that connection?
2: Yeah. Before that, I'll take one step back. That as I shared a story with Jayashree, Another incident which happened, one of the product owners, she came to me asking for some release planning. She said that these are the requirements I have received. Now leadership is asking me, when can I deliver? And that release, as you know, maybe with a couple of months, maybe when, say so just take example, Diwali is about to happen and we want to make it as a deadline that before that we need to deliver. So in this case, there are requirements of different sizes. So how do I then bring that? foresightness or predictability that when this will be delivered. So all of these things started making me think that how can Agile can bring that uh, predictability to this level that at least we are confident what we're delivering, when we are delivering and how we are delivering. And there is also a beautiful side of Agile that Agile talks about things will change. So this may also change but what it does beautifully is it allows you to know more about where we are moving. And when I started researching more, I learned we actually do relative estimation everywhere. And that was what I was sharing with Sonora that if you see our basic instinct is not to do absolute estimation in our personal life, but when we are professionally working, we tend to do absolute estimation. And I'll give example. One example is, uh, around, uh, t20 so coming from an in india you know cricket is god uh, it's a religion for us we follow it and everybody is expected to follow cricket enjoy cricket and we even i have played cricket i enjoy cricket even now so in cricket if you take an example of t20 and in t20 after 10 hours you will see that how much has been the score of the team say 100 runs and then they start predicting that if the run rate like this, which is 10 runs per over, continues, then after 20 overs, the team will have 200 runs. If you see the prediction, they also say that in case run rate goes down to eight runs per over, it will be 180. And if it goes up, it increases by, by 12 runs, so it will go to 220 runs. What it does, it helps you to see that at this phase, the way we are delivering. Or we are scoring runs, are we on right track? If not, then we may need to go up and down. And yet this is also not absolute because, you know, there are so many variable components attached. Our next 10 overs, ballers will be different. We may lose wickets or the score, which we wanted to create in this pitch is low. We need to pick the pace. So which will be one, 15 runs per hour. But who can help you here is this predictability. This is where this prediction relative estimation helps you to know that okay, it helps you to know that between 180 to 220 is the score where I'll go. From where that you don't even know whether you'll stay at 150 or 300. And that's the beauty that this velocity, so this which I call, which we all know is velocity, that every spin, what is the velocity? In this case, 10 runs per hour is the velocity which they are creating score is helping you. And there's relative estimation being given t20, right?
1: Yeah, that's a wonderful analogy to explain uh, a relative estimation. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I think it's 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 great thought that you put here, Gribinda, in terms of how we are always relative estimating when we are doing things in our personal life. We are always taking an approximation. We are never like this is going to be a deadline of two hours and we'll get it done or something. We'll always say, oh, you know, half a day, maybe I'll take, like, maybe in the morning or maybe in the evening, something like that. We never say uh, two hours, five hours, three hours, th- stuff like that. So, and then when we move into our workspace, like you said, there's so many factors, so many variables to a work that we do and so many factors. Uh, there could be a vacation there could be somebody going suddenly on a leave or fall sick how how would you manage those things then would you just get stuck with your uh, numbers that you put there or would you come up with a like you know with the relativity of it and ask the team then how can as a team like you know typically in child space you say as a team let's get together let's work towards delivering for the team and not like individually delivering right so how would we together as a team work so yeah but I think I really love that uh, analogy of yours. Very good
2: example that you shared that this is actually why relative estimation works. Because relative estimation, it helps you to take decisions. The way you take example of vacation, that is a wonderful example. where You will also see a relative estimation is required. So if I'm from India, I need to travel to Australia or Mexico. How will I plan out my vacation? I need that estimate to understand how much, how many days or of time off do I have? What is yes. my budget? Do I carry? Okay. And this way, how will I manage to go there? Do I know the local language? These are the aspects which we cover when we do related estimation with the team. Because it's not about the, the, the technique. It's about the underlying conversation, which talks about efforts, complexity, uncertainty, dependencies, collaboration, technology upskilling, cross-functional team, how much we do we know? And that is the beauty that it helps you taking the, the decisions. And it also helps you to uh, also set the goal. Because when you set a goal that I need to go somewhere, which is about when you are planning to deliver an item, executive estimation helps you to know what is my, min- to maintain that focus, to maximize the results. That with this estimate, I found a velocity, which helps me to know whether I will be able to reach. And in this, um, What I like about it, which, which I always ask teams when they start early. So usually I don't introduce relative estimation at the start of the project. Because there's so many concepts which you need to start that you need to hold things to wait. I try to make them start with the gut feeling, let them plan out on their own, let them fail because scrum talks about fail fast, fail small and learn quickly. So I try to make them fail fast fail small. So within two, three sprints, they start failing about what they were foreseeing when they started forecasting about uh, the planning work. And when we are at the sprint review, what we delivered, then we started discussing about what are the variable components, what is not working well, and how do we then start making part of our DNA. So after two, three retrospective teams start feeling that Oh my God, we are always losing on the gut feeling. This is not working out for us. What should we do? Gurvinder, tell us some technique. Let's bring something which can help us out. Then is the moment when you say, I think of relative estimation. Do you want to try? You say, yeah, let's try The other concepts also work very well. We want to try. And then they have a pull model where you introduce this concept. I have introduced this in many teams. Many teams, they also invite me because of the way I deliver this concept to get it introduced in their system. And in this, I help them also how to implement it when they start seeing the value that, okay, what is offering me? So three things which I really like about relative estimation is number one, it provides you speed over accuracy, because what you are doing, you're not spending time in planning, lot of planning, wasting time in planning. You do relative estimation, you plan fast, but you spend time on delivering, actual delivery, and then retrospecting that, okay, what we thought as five was not actually five; it was thirteen. Let's change it to whenever these kind of stories will come, we'll call them thirteen. So those those uh, retrospectives really help you. Plus, the most beautiful part is collaborative technique because it is creating a blameless culture. To the traditional model where one person used to do the estimation and have, it used to fail, to team collectively is doing it even though everyone is not well-versed, but that allows to have that discussion that, okay, for me, it is 21-pointer. For you, it is one-pointer. Why? Because I don't know what needs to be done. And then let's pair up because I also want to learn it. And let's together have something around eight. But that is where team together decides. And if we fail, nobody is going to pinpoint on the person that you did one, you said eight, you said 21. Because we decided together as eight. And that is what makes you truly like the scrum team who needs to work on that uh, uh, it's about inclusivity, togetherness. We need to be successful together, fail together, learn together. And uh, lastly, I also like about the relativeness because there is no no uh, units attached to it. You can talk about a story point in terms of one, starting with one or tens or hundreds or thousands and then make it in this, this way that because it's more about how you and I, we interpret it within the team. So that's why I've seen that it has a lot of advantage of team being more uh, focused toward delivery.
0: Yeah. And I think you touched a very important point, uh, Gurvinda, when you said that uh, you don't just go in the team and immediately start with it. And I think me and Jeshri were also talking about it earlier yesterday that, you know, how you enter a team and you don't want to suddenly start to disrupt everything the moment you enter. You want to give them that time to... Grab the new thoughts. There's already so many things that are coming in uh, when they are starting to adopt agile ways of working or any new way of working for that matter. And then this whole estimation, people get scared sometimes because they think that oh, are we being estimated on something? Is am I being uh, scrutinized on something? Will this impact my uh, career graph? Will this impact my uh, you know promotion or? Uh, my anything right uh, maybe somebody's watching me when i'm uh, not able to complete when I say like you say fail fast, but is failing really being appreciated in the organization like you know those kind of things comes very uh naturally to an individual, and when you slowly build that muscle memory of an individual into you know the ways of working are being accepted by the organization and now we are moving into story point estimation so these story points are not really talking about your potential or your capability they are just team story points together how are we delivering it together how are we achieving it and then we are talking in the same language of the efforts that are, that is being put when we are working together in that environment so there are no blame games anymore we are Five means same to everyone right now. And also those conversations where somebody's saying one, another is saying thirteen brings so much of good content on the table that sometimes even product owners are like, Oh really? I didn't think about it that way. Uh, okay, let's talk more about it. Let's take a breakout session. Let's uh, let's just sort this thing up and then because what I have seen a lot of times is people go into the sprints and they are not prepared for the sprint and then the spillover happens then all the all the like you know uh, things are not being delivered on time and those kind of things happen so it's like that conversation is the crux of how we are delivering in the end so i think i loved all the three points that you pointed out and how you put together those things uh i mean i i got so many thoughts while listening to you right then and there a
2: couple of things which i want to add here the way you you touched, I, I want to add to it. One is, uh, I have seen backlog refinement being immensely important once relative estimation is introduced, because PBI product backlog item. When you pick, and as you rightly said, it also makes your product owner be more aware. Oh, I was not even thinking about it. Having those conversations about why we need this, what is required, and when teams start talking about how part that, you know. This is not easy for us because you need to collaborate with these teams. We need to prioritize in their shelf. And in this, uh, we have not done it before, or uh, it is on production directly. There are so many environments connected. And just writing down as part of your PBI itself, make the team so much confident. Oh my God, this is not an easy thing. Okay. This is complex. And uh, for this, we need uh, someone who also joins us because team is not self-sufficient. So those conversations and become part of background famine regularly, nobody would like to lose such a meeting. Everybody talks right. about it. And then slowly, you know, naturally, the knowledge transition is happening within the team. Oh, yeah. our system is having these components attached. I was not aware. We need these skills additionally to, to work on it. And as you also said about uh, the how people feel, our um, role is because we a culture? How yeah. feel that you are vocal? हो. You speak what is inside you. It doesn't matter whether you are uh, junior in the team or senior, whether you have less experience or more, your title, your band doesn't matter. What matters is, let's make this team successful together. So your point and we navigate those conversation or we say facilitate, we facilitate conversation in a way that all are feeling inclusive. And when they feel really good, then you see, those estimates become also part of their estimate. we have to do, this is very big it's 13, it's difficult, it's 1. Then also easy, there's no problem. Nahi hai. Then they don't even feel that who is doing what. Then they start also working on XP ke practices. They pairing, they will teach Reverse shadow, shadowing. So if you see how relative estimation ke through. You start doing a lot more things in that conversation itself. Which becomes so easily. Because relative estimation is not about decide karna hai yaar, push karo. No, don't do it. Talk about underlying conversation. That why it, what can we do, what is needed. And in this, jo conversation aati hai, usse next step to one ki ate. Okay, story. Yes. And I absolutely. can um, I can give you an example. So usually whenever I go to any any session, so after that, uh, they also ask me how to execute it. So in the execution piece, um, I usually start by saying that, just understand the fact that it will take few iterations to um, understand the concept and implement. Because every team, even the, though you have done it in the past, it's a reset. So just th- see that with the team, your style will change the way you, you bat or ball or you play any game, baseball. You have to make adjustment in your style and just understand the fact that we are na, realistic. Either we are optimist or pessimist. And you'll see this in your teams. There are few people who say, Oh, not there are few people in the team who say, Oh, this is impossible to be done. This cannot happen. So you need to understand that how relative estimation slowly brings all of them together, that realistic. And we need to be realistic. And we to be realistic. That's i that to the Let's leverage them. And I have seen that over the course, team also started asking each other, that I want your estimate points too, because I know you bring something different. And yes. someone else also, because that's where during the backlog refinement, the conversation becomes more intense. और intense, yeah. होनी भी चाहिए तो आप कोई beautiful आप Our yes. work is an, is an art. It's not वर्क It's not straightforward. एन आर्ट इट्स नॉट But We have to do it. We to do it. We have it. it yes
0: uh, yes absolutely good. And i think you rightly very rightly said that sometimes what happens is there's somebody in the room who's a, maybe a new joiner, junior person or somebody who's not who's an introvert maybe they're not too much into speaking you know and then suddenly they realize there's this intense conversation going on and there's so much of input coming from everyone and then they get the courage of saying their own things and suddenly now they're part of the team right that 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 dynamics just falls in all of it together just because we are having that conversation about that one point which is like you know which is controversial between what the product owner is saying what the team is saying and how they are saying that they can see that okay we can push back to the product owner it is okay to do that it's not like product owner it's not like that anymore like you know we you are a developer you are a tester, you are a solution architect, whoever you are, right? You have all the rights to say the way you, you are creative creator at the end of the day. And when you're creating, you have the right to say how you would like to create that or what do you see in your path of creation? So I think it's, 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 it's absolutely stunning how these estimation conversation comes in and how the team then, you know, get together and have the conversation. So, yeah.
1: yeah, and I, I love the point of, uh, how relative estimation nurtures uh, creativity, how it nurtures collaboration. Uh, I think these are the indirect benefits that you get out of, uh, you know, relative estimation. And also creating a culture where people are open and they can uh, talk freely, share their points and get the work done together. So I think great. I think great inputs here, uh Gubinder.
2: I to implementation. So, usually struggle how to implement it. Because yes. we are able to wear the shoe of, of a trainer, but then how to make it implement is uh, I enjoy the most. Because that h- takes me closer to the team, to their work. And usually how I do, I then ask my team that, okay, you take a day. And since it's been two, three spins, and now you'll understand why I asked him to stay for two, three spins without relative estimation. So they have done some work. They know what kind of work is coming on their way. Maybe three, four spins. And then then I ask them, okay, let's meet tomorrow, and uh, you come up with uh, one story, which is one story point for you. And uh, tomorrow when we meet, all of them, they start explaining that this is a one story point from last four, five sprints, three, four sprints. Why? And I start noting why. People say, oh, because this is straightforward. There was a Celsor portal got created. Nothing is required. So so nothing is required from my side. (laughs) That means someone else used to do. Someone said, oh, this is straightforward. We can do by our own. It hardly takes some time. I know the skills. The people keep sharing about what does one mean. And then towards the end, we are coming to a common agreement. What does one mean? And I don't do anything magical. I just say, okay, this is what you explained to me. One means this, 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 this. From this story point, are you agreeing? And from this, whenever we make any new story, we'll say, if it is beyond this, then it will be What? Then they start telling me, oh, if it's beyond this part, when it means three, if it is more than five, if I'm talking about uh, planning poker, if it is more than maybe eight, 13, 20. And uh, my role is just to have this conversation going through them and making them agree together, together, together. And then also making them understand that it will take few spins more to have that alignment too, because everyone is coming from different skill set." But there is also another challenge. Few teams struggle to find one story point because their work is complex. Yes. So in that case, you have to understand. And I've been to such teams where they were saying, Gurbinder, we don't have one story point work. Our work cannot be one story point. Then I say, okay, what can it be? They say, we start with three or five. And I say, okay, then you bring five to me tomorrow. And then they bring five and we discuss about five. And then towards the end, I say, if something is lighter than this, it will be one or three. Do you agree? And I say, yeah. And what does that mean? So they, if this is like this, then one, I think if this like three, but if it is beyond then, then eight, then 13. So you understand that it's important to not only teach them the concept, but also coach them at how to use in their day-to-day work. Yes. And then make it part of their backlog refinement or in the conversation. They will come to you in next three alterations, then the backlog, uh, backlog refinement is going on. Like, we are confused whether it should be 8 or 13. And then you again have to build confidence that where do you see it? And why do you see it? It's fine. Let's make it 13 if you feel so. Let's not be so pushy about making it less or making it more. Yes. What do you want to say? Because that's the maturity. Immaturity maturity increases and then they'll be more confident.
0: Yes, no, definitely. And I think that brings a lot of uh, great uh, conversations around how are we viewing each other? Like, it's not like one person can have 13 and others are having one and that doesn't mean that, you know, that person is not working in between there's also talks about capacity are we doing the right capacity planning in that case like one person is 20% maybe the other is 80% and how are we distributing work between them right so that is another uh, conversation uh that that can uh, happen order and it's easy to maintain a capacity when you have such estimations around you the relative uh, one to be able to understand what this this person's capacity look like and the amount of work that that person can pay and we are not overburdening them with all the uh like you know like they they may just end up walking out of the room with five stories but actually their capacity only allows them to do one story so are we rightly giving them that story or not so uh i think uh my next question would be how what what are uh some of your uh tips that you would want to effectively Like even use to apply relative estimation, or what are some of the best practices that you think are there to do relative estimation for the teams?
2: Let team fail. The number one thing is let team fail. Don't save them. Create their psychological environment where they are failing. It's okay, but use it in retrospective. Because what will happen when you start a sprint during sprint planning? you will decide that, okay, we pick 25 story points. They'll deliver 15. Next time, they'll pick 18, but they'll then deliver 23. It's fine. Keep doing it. But over the course, you'll see that they are able to see the velocity. Okay, it's around 23, which we are seeing. And then let's push about more if you want. But this is where if you will try to make them deliver 100%, that's not a good sign of a team. A good team will not be able to deliver everything, but also make them strive towards increasing the velocity after making a velocity. Because that's the tricky part. Few times you'll see that PO pushes you that I need more velocity. Your role is, as a coach, to make team also and the coach uh, and the PO understand that this is what best they can offer. Sometimes teams also play smart when they try to under-commit and try to under-deliver because they don't want to be pushed. So your observation day-to-day is to also help them in their coaching and mentorship that how they are delivering best for the firm and in this, how they, they also increase their velocity. So you can see it's a very tricky part. Relative estimation, lagana bhi aushkila hai, but lagakhe, dono side ko balance rana bhi hai. And role when we say we are observers, we observe these patterns. What is in the air? What is unsaid in the air? And how we can then match those? And i tip here will that when relative estimation is so first make sure that when they are discussing about different uh, uh, Story points don't go for a higher story points So मैं planning मतलब ठीक है मैंने बड़े सारे type के मैंने use करे हैं जो numeric sizing हो T-shirt sizing हो planning poker की bucket system the dot voting But मैंने देखा कि जो planning poker है वो मेरे tools के भी tools we are in a virtual world and this online world how your tools are supporting it's very important because otherwise uh, look sustain nahi karenge uske saath hame adopt karana hai so men yes. normally main vaisi karta hu or i try to use fun related ways to mera tip ye rahega ki aap kaise relative estimation ko fun rakhoge otherwise it becomes boring monotonous kya karna padta hai to main aapko ek aisa tip du main jo main kai team mein karta hu ki main bolta hu let's start with our fingers because with this when we are doing fingers we are online you have to be on video. So that uh, you So when you do using hands, so I, I just say that if you use one finger, that means one, three, five, eight, 13. And beyond 13, if there is a story, then say this, that we it. She <laughs> really laughs a lot. That say oh, wow, this is cool. Because what it says in a serious front, let's slice the story make it smaller because when it's a smaller story you'll be able to complete it within one or two sprints maximum or what is our role to help our team deliver to to make them go towards this path because we know they will struggle so if they stay in small story points they will be more confident in the beginning it will be difficult if you make them work on a story 40 they will be able to go in many sprints I have seen that too <laughs> have <that> really I, so I have gone through those journey. So my suggestion would be make it smaller. Don't go beyond 4-5 story points. And beyond it, make it part of the team or product owner to make it smaller. And difficult to Again, stories, are difficult to to stories? To It's yes. difficult. To and then you have to help them. To make a session how to write good user stories, where I emphasize this, using different techniques, ki 3C, ho gaya, invest, we have to use a different technique, where we have good quality good uh, user stories. And that's why you have to work on that. And that's why you can see how different concepts are tied up together. They're somewhere working in parallel. And, but here we have to keep our attention that we don't have more story points. Because at the end, people struggle when story points are beyond 20 beyond 40 and then they say oh it is really difficult. Even the conversations, for someone who is saying 1 and 1 is saying 20, 1 and 80, is going, it a very conversation. So do you manage it? You to facilitate it. As so, you, you minimize it, you will be able to make a performing team quickly, you will be able to make it a successful team.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um I think one 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 probably the last question that I have from you and I wanted to understand is that how are these uh, you know different techniques and you know facilitation helping the organization, uh, your team? Uh, do you want to throw some light there?
2: Delivery to Hajjaga Fire. Delivery way or deliver delivery past story. I would also say Uh, our firm is uh, really attracting towards good talent and uh, I would also like to encourage people to join us I'm from from McKenzie and you can see different uh, openings across the globe uh, mckenzie.com slash TD mckenzie.com slash TD where TD stands for technology and digital Uh, and uh, you will also find my story on the firm website as I shared about my my introduction during the start and uh, you will see that uh, there are different uh, opportunities across uh, cloud native engineering, cyber security, design, agile and product management, IT services. So definitely you will find uh, those roles do apply. Uh, you will find uh, across the globe how we are making diverse teams. We have been working on it, it has been super helpful and coming to your point again that uh, uh, Every firms uh, get benefit about uh, such good concepts when they start applying from the team, it also goes up the ladder too. That when you start uh, more predictability in the system, you're seeing more quicker results, you're more confident with the results, how it is going. Teams are confident. It's a good culture because when you see you're delivering, teams feel more motivated. They are more confident that, okay, things are going in our control. And to be honest, uh, things don't stay in our control. Agility means that things are changing. Technology, you can see it's changing rapidly. Strategies are changing. And with the market, how the way market is uh, emerging, you have to keep changing. And in this, our concepts from Scrum, Agile, other frameworks, ideologies, they are super helpful to so keep experimenting. So that that uh, extent, extent of uh, experimenting is the key that, that really helps in making these teams successful.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Gurvinder. Uh, that was great discussion around uh, estimation and how it can not only affect uh, impact the uh, individual but teams and organization.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Gurvinder. I think this has been a really informative uh, session for everyone, and I think we can go on and on about relative estimation. It's never enough how much we can talk about it, and it's never enough how much we can express our uh, like the importance of relative estimation and th- this whole huge move from, you know, absolute to relative estimation, which is a, which is one of the things that we really advocate in agile as well to move into this direction of estimating versus and predictability and visibility as well, like through this. So, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Gurbinder. it's, it's a pleasure having you here. And if our listeners are, uh,
2: Wanting to connect with you, I think, uh, is there there a forum where you are readily available? Yeah, yeah, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I also shared the mckenzie.com slash TD. They can join the firm. Good talent. We always welcome them and definitely want to work with them. Um, And this, uh, towards the end, I would also like to thank you for inviting me here. Uh, looking at your passion i'm feeling very good that in our community people like you are around Who are looking for good concepts who are looking to make uh, everyone successful because that's how good communities stay stronger they grow thank you thank you sir.
1: thank you so much you. all right then bye bye have a great bye, day bye bye take care